Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama. Jared and Matt here for episode three. Almost a week ahead of myself, Jared. I'm too excited. Episode three, Starbucks 45. And I'm going to take a hard line here, Jared. I like this season. Okay. Uh, yeah, farther farther than I'm willing to go right now. Uh, I guess, I don't know. Kind of an interesting mindset tonight. Uh, maybe... I just wasn't like amped up enough for watching Survivor tonight to have that takeaway. How much I'm assuming you're referring to the fact that you watched it after our beloved Minnesota Twins were predictably eliminated from the playoffs. Uh kind of. I mean not not completely that, but like I just all of my mental energy today was spent anticipating that. And so it's like, oh, Survivor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This was this was a fun episode and that's three in a row and it doesn't feel like a fluke. It's not like one episode had one particular funny moment that lifted it above you know, from being average or not very good. It's just been solid character work, nothing too convoluted or complicated or stupid. And I think the longer episodes are absolutely a huge part of that. And now that Lulu is maybe no more, we'll see what happens when what seemed to be the clear-cut most interesting tribe is no longer the main focus of the show. Now they're going to be split up with the presumed swap coming next week, which looks to be maybe an actual swap. Thank God we need that back. Yeah, haven't had one of those in a while. But we're three in. We can't base our opinions off of what will come, only of what's there. And I'm I'm liking it. I I'm having a great time with the season. I'll give them this. It seems like they know what they're doing. Do I trust them 100%? No. But it's like they actually have something they're trying to accomplish. And I feel like that's more than the last few seasons. Yeah, it feels fresh for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And, well, I'm, and I'm terrified of now of them now going back to the 60 minute episodes. Cause I think that would crater what, what they've been doing here. I don't think yeah. it would be nearly as good with the regular 60 minute slot. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with that completely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think they're, uh, so I said like they, they have, or it seems like they know what they're doing and they have a goal. Like maybe the 
the better way to put that is that they have like a clear identity this season and it's like yes we're we're going to for sure try and mix in more of the things that made the show good in the first place but like i think there's there's still a lot of features on different aspects of the game and not just getting to know the people so yeah i think moving it from 90 to 60 would be a disaster because it would cut out like pretty much all the good things that they've added because you know they would cut out the personal moments or the downtime at camp for more of the the idle scavenger hunts and those kind of things which is what we don't want and when it's mixed in with a larger episode where everything can breathe a little bit more you don't notice it really as being over overbearing with how much focus is on that but when that becomes the focus but we're i think we're getting way off track because we're speculating on what may or may not happen i don't even know if survivor knows what next season is going to be for airtime yet so that's a discussion and possible complaints to have have at a later date so let's jump into episode three no man left behind starting of course with lulu because once again they they lost immunity voted out out brandon as was expected at this point um and emily is much appreciative of the tribe keeping her around seems to be she seems to be really picking things up from the beginning of the game she was on the outs from second one basically and she has seemingly done a lot of good work to get back in the good graces or potentially in the good graces and i think caleb has a lot to do with that that he kind of reached out early on and we see that pay huge dividends Literally saving his life in the game, I think, is was the decision that to just kind of reach out to Emily and just kind of keep that that line of communication open that that saved him here. Yeah, uh, so far crushing it. Maybe like even a little too much. I think the swap is coming at a good time for him. Although now they'd be in a, it'd be he, I don't he think Emily so. too. Yeah, yeah. But I guess at least the, for one more vote. Yeah, because like, I think he and Emily would have been a solid. Yeah. Although Sean would have for sure played a shot in the dark. Then what do they do? Probably just say, screw it, we'll take our chances. But speculation that does not need to happen anymore. But yeah, the swap will be will be interesting because as we'll get to, he has some potential strong bonds on on the Reba tribe. And he and Emily, if they end up on the same tribe with a lot of Reba players, that could be a really tough group. Uh, explain your side of that. Well, he and, he and Emily conceivably are very tight now. And with the bonds he potentially formed, like with Austin and Drew, or with Drew, then by extension, Austin, through the, the camp raid. Yeah. Yeah. I Okay. So you're just saying from the, yeah, camp raid, that's where all yeah, these like if, ties come if, in i didn't know if it was just like specifically like that tribe is like a tough tribe and like oh no specifically yeah. because of that like if he if you're looking for ends with new relationships at least you have something started got it on the ground floor if you will um so you know it'll be it'll be 
interesting to see how the how the swap breaks out. It, it always is. It always is. But with so little cross-tribal work so far, there aren't a lot of pre-existing even like conversations from one player to the next. So that'll be very curious to see how, how people decide to align themselves. Um, but still with, with Lulu, Sabaya gives Emily her shot in the dark back. And like, duh. Emily said she was surprised. And Sabaya said she had no reason to keep it. Absolutely. Unless you want to tank your social game, you you have to give that back. We talk about this all the time with idols and advantages. There's rarely a situation, I say, where you can keep that and just have it not blow back on you. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah I don't know why Emily was, was surprised either. Like, I don't, I don't know what the benefit of Sabaya keeping it would be like long term. All she would do would be would be pissing off Emily, and then potentially giving Sean and Caleb a reason to distrust you when they previously had zero reason to distrust you. Yeah. Although I would, I would like to see a scenario where you play two shots in the dark in one tribal council. I wonder what the what the rulebook says on that. If it says if it does say one player can only play one shot in the dark. Yeah. Well, let's we right. won't so it's a moot point. Either. Yeah. Uh, but Emily did pick up on the fact that someone didn't vote, that Brandon was voted out after just two votes. Very subtle though. Yes. I mean, maybe for, for Emily it was kind of subtle. <laughs> Do you think so? I thought it was just like oh so yeah. no, it was completely forceful in your face but for emily because yeah. she said sabaya did uh, you not did you not vote which yeah true uh posing it as a question rather than saying sabaya didn't vote but calmly asking her but yeah i think you keep that to yourself in in that moment mm-hmm. yeah i mean all, you know it, the information already yes like, like if you know the game you and as she spoke it out loud there's a reason pro stopped reading after two votes because the next the rest of us didn't matter. And I mean, if you want to leverage it more, you can even save it until pre-tribal when everyone's talking and be like, hey, by the way, like something to think about. I don't think I don't think you have all the information from last time. Yes. Now, in this particular case, it didn't matter because Caleb and Sean both knew she didn't vote. Yeah. Because she made them aware of that. But but of course, part of the whole thing is Emily doesn't know that. But there's there's some tact there that she could have displayed. But I think for what we've ex- come to expect from Emily so far, I think she showed great restraint. So please, she can continue to grow while still being a great character and just speaking her mind whenever her mind has something to say. Yes. Uh, yes. How you put that. Yeah. <laughs> and then over at Balo, we saw this in the preview for this episode last week. Jake kind of... And I mean, kind of literally, he kind of collapses and has like a a mini seizure, it almost looked like. And then he's just fine. No follow up. No follow up. I, I'm, I'm assuming medical checked him out and there was just nothing. It was just not a lot to eat. Just legs gave out, maybe something, something weird like that that'll happen. Yeah, kind of like Tua last year, I think, uh, you know. Got a little wobbly, checked out fine. Next week, nothing happened. 
Oh man, I never thought we'd have a CTE joke in this. <laughs> well, it wasn't really a CTE joke. It was just like, oh yeah, don't look here. Well, aren't you referring to what a concussion? Where they? I I am. But we got like, concussed and said, "Nah, he's fine. Just go back in." Yeah, I'm just saying. It's not like it doesn't mean it's CTE. It's just like it. It's something well, they want us to look away from, <laughs> and then it came back the next week. But I'm not going. I'm not going that dark. Fair enough. Um, but it does give him because it happened right in front of Kendra, and then she kind of not takes care of him, but is like watchful over him, and that. I guess that was all it took for her to start feeling connected to him, which for Jake is probably a good thing because he seemed to be on the outs and now he's not. Now he's got Kendra pulling for him along with the guys. So whereas he and Bruce are maybe the two most likely candidates to go, it's maybe now just Bruce from that group. Of course, the swap will mess everything up, but Jake is maybe getting a little more ingrained in the game. And then at Reba, a little more drama here. Austin is still trying to get his hands on that idol. He hasn't found it yet. He and Drew start playing around for it. Uh, Austin dig. Drew will play lookout, switching, switching in and out. Um, while they're looking, D and Julie are talking and have been noticing those two sneaking off together, which big no-no. Can't be that obvious, although it's, it's tough. Um, and she thinks something is up, either they have information or they think they have information that they're not sharing with them. And they thought they were tight for a little worrisome from them. And eventually they come up and find Drew digging. Who doesn't notice them? Cause he's was, they were coming up behind him. They just ask him what he's doing. And this was great. Drew just walks away. <laughs> no acknowledgement. <laughs> doesn't say anything. Just gets up and just leaves. <laughs> I walked the wrong direction. <laughs> You also ignored them. <laughs> I think that's probably the the bigger red flag. Uh, yeah. Uh, smooth, not the word, not the word here. Yes, I I am really liking Drew. I'm really liking what he's doing. He's been a good time. Yeah, and he's got one fat coming up later that I think may not point necessarily to a, a deep run, but just how the show views him as a character in the game. We'll tease there for you. Um, so eventually he tells Dee and Julie that he and Austin thought something was hidden where they were digging because they saw Sifu digging there earlier and they want to try to find it before he did. And Dee doesn't quite buy it, at least not fully. She still thinks there's something they're not telling her, whether it's they didn't see Sifu or they had some more concrete info. She it just seems a little off, but she's kind of going with it for now. And But Sifu still seems to be the odd one out. Except Jay Maya is just not involved in any of this. Like they're they're trying to avoid Sifu, but Jay Maya doesn't even get referenced in this. I don't know what she's doing or what's going on with her in this tribe. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess like because she wasn't referenced, I didn't notice that she wasn't. Uh but that can't be good for her, right? <laughs> no, no. I, I can't Im- I mean maybe she comes up big later on, but I can't imagine she would be this invisible for the the first three episodes if if she if she gives more later on. Like they would find something. I, I mean I mean maybe I'm wrong, but in in ninety minute episodes for sure, they can't find anything. I kept thinking, 
okay, so there's there's a tight four, and then there's Sifu. Sifu's kind of stuck. That stinks. Then I realized that's only five people, and they haven't gone to travel yet. Who am I forgetting? And then it was it was Jay. That that happened last episode too. The same thing. Those four, and then Sifu's on the outs. Okay, so it's a it's a it's an obvious group of four and one. Again, that's just five. Where's where's six person? It, we'll we'll see what happens, but not a great start for for Jay, who seems perfectly fine. Like she's she seems like she's nice enough. She seems to not be alienating herself. She's not annoying or anything like that. I don't so I don't know what it is. She seems personable and like pleasant pleasant enough pleasant enough to be around. So I mean maybe she doesn't doesn't pop. Some players just don't pop on TV, but I'm I'm surprised that there's been so little of her especially with the extended episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I will. uh, Now I'll be on the lookout for uh, J Maya confessionals, but don't have great feeling. And it'll be especially curious, excuse me, for next week and going forward with the tribe swap in a different environment, different setup. If she's still invisible, like maybe she just didn't really match with this group of people. I'm, I'm going to say she's still going to be invisible but, because, I mean, this is like, if she has any kind of a deep run in the show, you'd think we'd at least be getting more for now. Well, I mean, Heather made a deep run and we got like nothing <laughs> this from her. Is, this is true. Uh, is Heather the exception or the rule? Hopefully the exception that proves the rule. We will find out. But Time we'll find will out. tell. Time will tell. All right, uh, our first reward-only challenge that we've seen at least. Um, starting the ocean, race to the beach. Speaking of of Heather, this was the challenge that mm. she got her first big moment, unfortunately, mm-hmm. on her season. Yes, yes. And I'm wondering if they made this part easier because nobody seemed to struggle with this. Yeah, not repeatedly. Yeah, so it's the one where you threw the ball under an overhead like trap or rack rail what am I thinking? yeah Ra- is uh, rail the right where he's he said trap but you know you know what i'm talking about um and then so you rolls down you gotta run through a little obstacle course catch at the other end and this is the one that heather just couldn't do and it people seem to just routine this so easily and it, it did look like at the end you you it basically dropped right into your hands. True, but, yeah. But to maybe, get to that point, yeah, it seemed the same. But maybe, maybe Heather was that bad at it. Maybe this these players are just that light on their feet. I don't know, but it did not seem like it was difficult at all. I could see it being a combination of like them making this ten percent easier and like Heather not being there. Do you know who I missed watching run this challenge, though? Yeah, this is so bad that I can't think of this. Uh, is it from a pre-season 40? No, it's from this current no. season. Oh, who you? Oh, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that... we were going to talk about that. Like, I, I texted you about this. The, the first moment that just caught my eye from this show is that when they walk in, and Jeff is like, tribe's getting a good look at new Lulu. Brandon voted out. And they're all like, what? How is Brandon gone? Two things. One, I don't take 
unless someone has a really out of the box or unexpected reaction, I don't take any of that at face value. They want <laughs> they want their screen time. They're gonna look shocked. But the one person who reacted properly, Jay Maya. She just she's just laughing. <laughs> like like yeah. like of course he got voted out. It's we, we all saw him at the challenge. Like with him being on this tribe, the only thing you know about him is that he's one of the worst challenge players of all time. Mm-hmm. That's that's all the information you have to predict who goes home. So if he goes home, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not surprising. Shouldn't have been surprising to anybody, but that's just what happens. Yeah. When, whenever they say, "Here's your look at the new so and so tribe," or "Here's the reward you're playing for." If you want to maximize your airtime, you give big reactions. Yeah. Uh, although, yeah, the funniest reactions are probably the non-reactions. Yeah. Which is you... ironic. <laughs> exactly. Um, But against all odds, and kind of ironically, that the first challenge after getting rid of Brandon, Lulu just destroys the challenge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, Caleb destroys the challenge. Because after everyone got their got their ball through, he did everything else. He yeah, did the, he the looked, basketball shot good. into the into the into the net, raised the targets. This is what I mean, though. Like, I mean, we already talked about him playing a strong game so far, but this is like getting into kind of dangerous territory here. the The thing I'll say, because I I mean I agree, but just to think about the other side, the parts of the challenge that he was good at, like he was very good. But they're not unique skills that, oh, someone's good at that. Oh, like, watch out for him. It was shooting and tossing a ball into a net and then, like, then ring toss. Yeah. Like, it sticks out because of how well he did it. But it, it's not like it was some physical feat or some really tough puzzle or anything like that. But it, it does it does stand out. But I don't think it's as much of an issue in this particular challenge, just because the degree of difficulty was not that big. Like the, even the targets you threw to, they were all the same level. You could land multiple uh, rings on multiple on one target, but, but yeah, he does need to watch it. If this is going to become a trend. Yeah. Well, foreshadowing, but especially getting involved with other tribes too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because, or along with a fruit platter, which looked amazing. Some of the food, some of the food rewards on this show look like garbage. Like the pizza specifically looks, mm -hmm. and and we've heard from players that the pizza they give you or they give them on Survivor is not that good. Like it's pizza on Survivor, so it, it tastes good in the moment, but as pizza, it's not highly regarded. This fruit looked impeccable. It looked so good. I uh, I was just like I need that right now. Yeah, uh, I was you know glimpse into my life. I was eating McDonald's cheeseburgers when I was watching this, so it's like different ends of the spectrum there. Every every food serves it serves its purpose though, Jared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that fruit platter, they get the winning tribe gets a camp raid. Send one person to the other to their choice of the other two camps to take one item. And I think raid is I was gonna say the same thing. Doing a lot of work there. Yeah. Playing 
playing pretty fast and loose with the term raid. You get to take a single item from one camp. Like it's it's a more exciting word to use, but it's it's more of a I don't even know a camp disturbance, a camp annoyance. Then nothing sounds quite as good as camp raid. Like think about the Pearl Islands. Those were those were raids, the back and forth. Just trading, stealing rewards back and forth. Like those were raids. This was not nitpicking for sure. That's what we do here. But it just, it just struck me. Camp raid, go to one camp, take one item. And then like let them keep half of that item. Yes. <laughs> um. So Caleb volunteers to go. Interesting choice. I always think that's a little risky. Um, and, but the other three, you know, Sabaya, Sean, and Emily are, on board with it and say he's the perfect one to go. He's so personable. Um, which I thought was was smart the way Emily phrased it. Because one, it shows your support for him, but two, if she's not entirely sure of him, it kind of outs him as this guy's a really good social player. Like watch out for him. I don't know if that was her intention. I could see her mistakenly outing him like that to everybody, not meaning to. But if she was trying to play both sides a little bit, and that was her intent, that was a a it was well done if that's what she was trying to do. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean it's a safe play on her part. Yeah, well done. Um I think with Caleb there is a possibility too that he just uh they're they're not I don't think there's any like really like social liabilities on the tribe other than maybe Emily, but I could see him being like no, like I, I need to make sure this goes well. And like Emily and Sabaya for sure. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't really trust going over there. Uh, Sean seems like he'd be, he'd be fine. Um, yeah, that's a good point. But he gets to, he gets to go. And before he arrives at camp, he ends up going to Reba he gets an advantage because he's going on his own away from his tribe. So it makes complete sense that he's going to get something, but it's an advantage to give to another player, not for him to keep. It's called the goodwill advantage. He can give it to one player, which allows that player to restore a lost vote. Survivor loves messing with the player's votes, which is like the one thing you shouldn't mess with. It's the thing that made the game the game. Like, like I think I think at at the swap now, Sabaya hasn't voted through three tribals. Can't remember who else. But it's just like it that's the thing of the game is voting people out. Yeah. Well, they're the only tribe that's gone, so like it's possible that other people would not have had votes, right? But yeah, like Austin at, at this point in the episode, yeah, Austin still did not have his vote. Yep. And I don't, on Balo, I don't think they found the Balo, but where vintage yet? I can't remember. Not a shock with me, but I can't remember. I don't believe so. Who would it have been? Um, no, because we only found two because they're doing the the different 
activities or tasks to to get the idol. And we've only seen two of them. Um, so so Caleb tells um Reba that he's just gonna take the the fishing gear, but they can keep the spear. And hilariously enough, Lou doesn't have a fire. So yeah. any fish they catch, they can't eat. Unless they want to go go just raw dog it. Yeah. Which I don't yep. know if I would, but it's an option. Well, it's like, you know, you can't do anything with it. And what's the thing that's like going to make them the most upset if you take? Like, where would fishing gear rank on that list? Probably high. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're just needlessly pissing them off. Yes. Yeah. Which... I mean, they made the decision, and again, maybe that's why they sent Caleb, because he seemed to play it off well, and no one seemed to be upset with him about it, which was a little disappointing that yeah. someone should have been like, these idiots don't even have fire, but they're taking our fishing gear. It's a spite move. Yep. You know, could you take a tarp? Is that a thing? I mean, I bet they would have let them take the tarp. Did they have a tarp? What's on... Oh, I guess maybe they don't. Huh. That's just a thing I've seen taken in the past, right? And that's just yeah, like tarp the... is tarp is usually a very high priority item. Yeah. Either if you don't have one or you just want them to suffer. Yeah. I was thinking that would be like the like killer move, but fishing gear might be it this season. I feel like the players these days wouldn't be cutthroat enough in that way. Yeah. To take the tarp. Yep. You know, you get a Sandra, you get a Sandra Boston Rob. Yeah, they'll take the tarp. They, they they want you to not they don't they don't want it for themselves. They just want you to not have it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well I've the show didn't specify this, or at least I don't remember them specifying this, but of course you can't take the flint also. You could, couldn't you, if they wanted to? Well, I mean, why wouldn't you do that? Like, I mean, I mean, like, it'd be it'd be a legal item to take, I believe. Then be, I, I'm just stunned that they would not take that. It would be maybe, yeah, but you you are just asking for their wrath when you when you know if you come to merge, you need those people's numbers, and you yeah. steal their fire. You're not getting them. Yeah. But I do I do think it would be a valid item to take. I think when you're in a tribe that's getting your ass kicked up and down the beach and you need allies, I think you leave something like the flint. Yeah, okay. That that'd be All my right. point of view. But in you give us, you know, an, an early teens season of Survivor and that flint is gone. Which would be great for for viewers. Great, great for us. What did you think of Caleb's decision to openly ask to have individual conversations? Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty bold, like to ask that question and think that people just won't suspect you of doing anything is uh, probably naive. Yeah, and then Julie was like, "Oh, he's a player." It's like, yeah. <laughs> he's he's openly saying can i have one-on-one talks with each person here 
it's not just to say, hey, how's it going? What do you what, what's your life back at home? Yeah. And and like you're there to steal their stuff and you're just like milking every second you can out of the visit to like get intel on the tribe. It's. And she's like, yeah. he's not here just for our stuff. He's here for information. It's like. Absolutely. That's what game are you playing? Like. That's completely the point. Jeff even said you can go there and get information. He's, I think he said that like word for word pretty much. <laughs> uh, you're playing the game very poorly. If you're not at least trying to get insight into the traps, not to go, all right, I'll take your fishing gear. See you guys. And, and just dip out, mm-hmm. which I would actually love. Just, just, I don't have time for this. I want to get back to camp. <laughs> I, I also thought it was weird. Like maybe it's just, it's probably small talk when, He's like, so what does everyone do for work? It's like, I mean, if you make it far enough, I feel like you're going to learn these things about people eventually. But my my guess is because he mentioned how like everyone's easier to get along with when they're just relaxed. It's probably just a way to get people open and talking. Yeah, talking about themselves about, too. And like I, talk about I themselves it. and something that they're comfortable talking about. That's very easy. It's an easy in just to kind of break the ice. It was, what were was your my, thoughts? Was my thought. What were your thoughts on the uh, the jam sesh? I was going to skip past it because I hated it so much. Yeah. Um, I I was just sitting there thinking to myself like, this is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen on Survivor. Yes, this is one of those things where if it aired in the forty one to forty four, we would have had it in an episode where they they found the beware advantage with some super complicated rule. There was a, some other new dumb twist that needed three minutes to explain. And then this, and we come here, I complain. They had time for this would have been the complaint. It doesn't stick out that way now because we had so much time, but Oh man, that was, that was, that was, it was Sifu just playing the machete guitar. Uh-huh. And then Jay just singing like a line like a grunt kind of she was i'm sure she was just like make this end as soon as possible like it it was a fine joke for for Caleb to be like oh yeah she was a part of like harmonizing all the time right now like that's that's good flow back and forth and then who suggested that they do that was it with a sifu probably i i don't know it seems just, like something he'd do though that was it was thankfully pretty short but it was it that was, was tough re- scene. It was tough. Tough scenes for sure. Um, but with the goodwill advantage, Caleb talks to Drew and he asks him about his journey. And Drew, as apparently he's wanting to do now, he just openly says, No, I, I won. I have the safety without power. And Caleb's like, Yep, this is my guy. Here's another advantage for you. Gives, gives him the goodwill. Which was which is sick for Drew. Because then he just says, This is this is for Austin. If he doesn't find that idol, we've got him. And he so he tells Austin, tell tells D, and they're they're sitting so pretty right now, even without the idol. Yeah. Just think about how useless that could be. Like if you just give it to the wrong person who like doesn't have the idol and has no idea who has the idol. Like I mean, you you are at least fostering the name of the advantage and you know forging some goodwill but in terms of 
game mechanics and payoff, it could, yeah, it could be an absolute zero. Yeah. Hmm. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, back in Lulu, while while Caleb's gone, Sabaya and Sean are talking about their their alliance relationship with Caleb. They both like him, but realizing how much of a threat he is, they're wondering if they should go after him now versus waiting and relying on people they don't know or trust to vote with them against Caleb. I see the thinking, but you literally just voted out Brandon so you could win challenges. And now you're actively trying to target the only player keeping you alive in challenges. Yeah, that was such a strategic blunder. Like, it's it makes me mad it didn't happen because it would have been such a bad move and they would have paid for it immediately. But, like, what good does that do? I mean, Sabaya and Sean are trying to decide between Caleb and Emily. And let's say that... Okay, yeah, we choose Caleb. He's a threat. We need to get him out first. Well, your next vote is Emily. Okay. What's the harm in doing it the other way around and just keeping the better challenge player? Like, if you know those are the next two that are going, why would you not just give yourself a chance to win something? Yes, especially because Caleb, to this point, has done nothing to make them distrust him. Yeah. Because you vote out Emily... You have Caleb, you can still win challenges, or you have someone who wants to work with you. Yep. That was like they should be keeping their eye on Caleb as someone to cut down the line. But I think I think it wouldn't have been as hard as they're thinking to get people to vote against Caleb if he keeps being so out there like this, so so personable and likable and good at challenges. Other players are going to notice that and want to vote him out. Would you give them the credit of recognizing that maybe in the raid he had built some connections and you want to get him out of the game before any tribe swaps happen? No. No, I'm not going to give it to him either. I was just asking. No. Because I would have had to see them say it. And if they had said that, that would would at least make more sense than their, than their reason, than their, the reason we saw them give. Yeah. He's too good at challenges. Like, yeah, that's why you keep him right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you kept him. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, if that's your reason, vote him out instead of Brandon. If you don't care about winning challenges, vote out Caleb, vote out Emily. And then when it comes to, Sean, Sabaya, and Brandon, then vote up Brandon if it comes to it. It's they don't want to be ridiculous. <laughs> Why be logical on this show? Also, they talked to Emily about that. Why mention that before it's a reality? Two yeah, you don't even still, have to do anything yet. Two tribes are still going to win immunity. They just won their first challenge. They got some food in them. Maybe they win one of the two immunities. And don't have to think about it. But all they're doing is just putting that out in the ether for things to go wrong, which they do. Just some some blunders all around. Yep. And over at Balo, 
the boys go go fishing and Katura continues her vendetta against Bruce which yep. again the the apparently one-sided rivalry I am so in for this it's mm-hmm. it's so good she basically says you know any anytime someone says something negative about Bruce I'm just there affirming that so they they are okay voting out Bruce <laughs> Uh, what a great player to have on the show. It's so, it's so good. And it, it seems like Bruce probably is completely oblivious to this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if that makes it better or worse. Oh, better from an, from an entertainment standpoint. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for, I mean, what if there's just a direct clash though, between the two of them, that could also be good, but I, it's funnier this way. I don't see, I think it depends on the players. I don't know how fun Bruce would be in a legitimate clash. Whereas like a Tony or a Sandra or Boston Rob or Tyson in a legit clash, that's good entertainment. Yeah. But I think with Tony acting the way he's, I'm not sorry, not Tony Bruce acting the way he's acting him, not knowing for me, at least makes these um, circumstances a lot funnier. Yeah, and the idea of Bruce potentially going somewhere else in a tribe swap and watching a whole new group of people get annoyed by him is also really appealing to me. It would also be great if it's like him and Katura are the only two from their tribe, and then everyone <laughs> that, else loves Bruce, and she just goes insane. That would be so. There's the possibilities of those two going to a new tribe together are amazing yes yeah i mean if everyone loves him and she hates him then or and she hates that it's happening that we would be great but like also like if she just says it how it is when they both go and she's just talking to everyone behind bruce's back and just like i can't stand this guy i'd love that too a lot of good opportunity there a lot of good opportunity for sure all right, so back at Reba, Austin and Drew decide to tell Dee and Julie about the beware advantage. They do lie about when they found it, but otherwise are are fully truthful. And that's enough for, for Dee and Julie to get back on board. Three of them start digging. One hangs back at camp with, with Jay and, and Sifu to babysit, as they say. But, it, but then the, when they cut to that and say, and one can babysit, it's just three people not talking to each other sitting at camp mm-hmm. but i guess that counts um eventually and tell me what this reminded you of when d and julie find a rope and just start pulling at it to lead them to a certain place i thought of something that i think you would think of i'm sure chris thought of it uh, finding a rope and pulling specifically a rope on a beach. Well, if it's not survivor related, this is going to be tough for me to get. Did you watch lost? Oh yeah. 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 The, the cable they find. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. That that's what I thought of. I'm, I'm sure Chris will think of that. And I hope when he listens to this, he's going to, he's going to scream and we'll hear him. All the way down to Lakeville, yelling in appreciation for this. Sorry, Chris. I let you down. Not me, though. I mean, he did not let me down. You let him down. He 
You know what I'm saying? That's enough of that. But Saeed, good guy, good guy, good character. Um, so they find it, they dig it, they pull on the rope, and it leads them to the hammer or to a hammer, and it just says, "Break a rock near the water well." Love it. The great thing about this, do you think production had to monitor the specific rock to make sure it didn't get like moved? What if someone just starts like chucking rocks? They're bored. They just start chucking rocks around. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going over scenarios in my head right now. Like someone goes over, grabs it. Hey, whoa, hey, uh, are you sure you want to you want to grab that rock? Yeah, I will never know. So I don't know how much time you want to spend talking about it, but I, I like the I'll idea. spend more time. OK, go ahead. If you got takes, I'll I'll listen to them. No, no, I. It's more just like scenarios that I'm running through right now, but yeah, like you get so bored out there, maybe you just take some rocks just to chuck into the ocean. Yeah, like like they're, they're the ones they were breaking weren't very big. You could take a handful of those and just just chuck them or play like bowling or a makeshift like cornhole game with those. Just start playing around with them. Yeah. Yep. It'd be incredible. You're just toss tossing a rock like a like cornhole, just shatters. Oh, he's an idol. Oh gosh. That that would be the best idol find ever, I think. It would be. It would be. Just stumbling onto one. Like completely when someone else stumbling. Well, and like when someone else has gone through like a seven step process <laughs> to like find it, and you just like you just crack it open accidentally. Yeah, it's not like someone is just like, I'm mean, getting firewood, I'll poke around and you come across one. It's just literally by accident. It would be would be incredible. Um, so so Austin and Drew find the right rock. Austin's got his idol, but it's different. It's not a standard idol because why would it be? It's only good for one tribal council. Except if he sacrifices his vote, the next tribal council. It extends to when all three tribes are on the same beach. There's that weird wording again. Doesn't say the merge, mm-hmm. which we, we this this came up last time and ended up just being the merge. But the wording, I can't completely let it go. I'm terrified. So we'll see. I'll say it. I'm terrified. And then if he sacrifices it again, second time, then it extends to the final five, a regular idol, which once again, idol should end at final six. Just saying. Um, this is the part about Drew that I was talking about. So this is Austin's idol. It's his decision on the vote, but Drew gets the confessional explaining what's happening with this. Hmm. I always think that's something to keep an eye on when something big happens to a player, but then a different player gets to explain to the audience like what's happening and what that means for the game. Maybe it just means Drew's a better confessional um, or gives a better confessional than Austin does. Maybe it means Drew goes further in the game. Maybe he gets his hand in the somehow and Austin goes out. But something to keep an eye on, either just from a television standpoint or game standpoint. I I have a question for you. Maybe there's a few more things to cover about this before I ask this question, but scale of 1 to 10... How well do you think Austin and Drew played this? Just overall? Yeah, all things considered. 
Hmm. I I'm gonna say a six. Yeah, see, Be I, I because knew you were gonna be higher than me. because I think you either need to tell D and Julie right away, or you need to be much more careful on the lookout. Well, that And was my whole thing. and have a Like, have a plan. Like then they had a plan, but it was not a very good plan because <laughs> Drew's back was completely exposed. watch Like your six. like Yeah. if if two people can walk, not actively sneak up on you, walk up to you unannounced, unnoticed, you're doing something wrong. Well, yeah, that's my whole point. Like, I was going to say three. Because the whole thing was just so clumsy that, like, when you are backed into a corner and have to come up with a story to tell people to, like, deflect the attention off of you, you've already screwed up. I do think, given what happened, I think they probably played it off as well as they could with the, with the Sifu story and then eventually telling them about the wear advantage and just line up with the timing. It was never going to be perfect once they were found out, but I think, I think they did okay. I mean, Dee even said that she and Julie found the hammer together. They had no obligation to give the hammer to Austin. They could have taken it for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And so I think clearly they did something well enough for them to still not even really think twice about it and, and go to him with it. But Sure. but yeah, they there was definite room for improvement on how that was all handled. I I guess uh well ends justify the means, right? So Sometimes. <laughs> your favorite your favorite phrase. Um No, res results-based thinking. Oh yeah, yeah, results-based thinking. Um, based on results, though, they have a strong four, and uh, an idol, or you know, something resembling an idol It's an idol. for one tribal council, as of right now. Potentially. Minimum one tribal council. What did you think about this as just the way the idols are working? Can we find out later with Tobias that it's the same thing? Which can only mean the the Bale, the Balo idol is going to be the same. Yeah, I, I just don't like it. It's so much. It's so much. I mean, just think about how much of this episode I get it like it's strategy and like it creates interesting television to like need like for Austin and Drew to have to work their way out of this. But like so much time is is devoted to these and like. With a longer episode, it's not as bad, but you could just find an idol. That's my thing. Just let the idol be an idol. Like, if you want to have a one, when, when it comes to the merge, maybe you find an idol there that's different. But just for the most part, let, let an idol be an idol. Just let them find it. Let it last till battle five for the rules, for the rules of the game. And let that be it. There's nothing wrong with a standard idol. Yeah, and the other thing is like how how often really does someone play an idol in a situation 
for someone who would get enough votes to send them home, if not for the idol being played. Like the the odds that an idol is used correctly to create a big moment is like really not that high in the first place. So why are we spending all of our time showing how the idol is found? It's even that's a good point. It's even less of a factor with with split votes now. Because yeah. they're they're playing against it. They go, okay, if Jared plays an idol, we'll just vote out Matt. And we'll do yeah. we'll do a, a three two or whatever the, the split would be. Um when there was no idea of that and it's just okay, we'll vote vote for this person, then they play an idol that you know the Kelly Wentworth idol, one of the most one of the most famous ones because of how many votes it negated. So un- unexpectedly, huge moment. But hard to come by. That that's actually a really good that would be a really good survivor trivia question is how many idols successfully negated i would even say like the majority's plan yeah i mean like, under 10 yeah cuz if if you're taking into account split votes if you save yourself then i'm voted out because of it i would i wouldn't call that a successful idol play big picture wise for you it was but big picture the majority alliance still got their secondary target out. So it's kind of which and, is what, which the what they were going the for. Game. And the other yeah. of the game. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a really good question, actually, to look into, which I will probably forget to do. But if I remember, it's a good, good question to look into. Um, where are we? Immunity challenge. Uh, race out with a cart, release keys. Keys unlock heavy puzzle pieces. Load onto the cart, take the cart apart to get it through a barricade, then reassemble the cart. One player is a caller, instructing the other three to complete the puzzle. And what do you know? Our poor Lulus lose again. Yep. As predictable as it comes, basically. Yep. This is, I mean, too soon for a Twins reference? No. This is this is that. You know it's coming. You this know it's going to be sad. They got their one win in Houston. Give us a little bit of hope. Yep. And then reality sets in. Yep. Lulu reward challenge win. Really meaningless in the long run. It's like, oh, yes, this other team is much, much better than we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, the the twins are good for something, Jared. It's a great analogy to use here tonight. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I mean, Royce Lewis is just Caleb doing everything he can, but not enough. Can't do it yep. on his own. Yep. Comparisons keep coming. <sighs> all right. So back at troop at, or at pre-tribal, Caleb tells Sabaya they should put all their votes in Emily. Emily, and then um, Sabaya is a little too quick to suggest Caleb as the decoy vote to Emily, and then. She saves herself a little bit by saying that she should be the decoy vote from Caleb's perspective. So they'll each tell Emily the other is voting for the other. And then Sabaya, which I don't know why she didn't do this last time. She's going to take her idol to tribal and melt it in the fire. I guess she, she was maybe trying to keep it a little more of a secret last time. And now it's just. Stakes are too high. Because she needs to have her vote back. Yeah. Um. But she's going to do that, hoping it'll melt during tribal. I so wanted it to just not melt. 
I wanted the wax to be like, I don't know, 12 inches thick. Yeah. Just or I, or or probe saw the daily. It was like, oh, we'll 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 make it we'll make sure it rains. There's no there's no fire tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I I think production was gonna do everything they could to make this natural like what she was trying to do happened. Yeah. And then so Sabaya brings Emily into the loop on everything. She kind of has to because she's going to openly melt an idol at tribal council. And she doesn't want to completely betray Emily's trust. Um, she has to know beforehand. And then so, I mean, she has, I mean, Sabaya had to do that. But then it does confirm to Emily that Sabaya had been keeping things from her. So she's not quite sure where she stands long term with Sabaya. If she's if Sabaya wants to work with her because she has to get, get out Caleb or if she wants to work with her and can work with her going forward. And then harkening back to to Caleb and his efforts with Emily. We talked about that in episode one. It's paying dividends because Emily feels a loyalty to, to Caleb. She goes straight away and and tells him that, you know, I promise you the vote is not me. It is you. Vote. I'm voting Sabaya. You vote with me tonight or you're going home. And M- Sabaya, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but her plan is kind of working or seems to be working that Caleb was expecting Emily to believe Caleb was the vote. That's what, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Um, But it seemed like something about it. He wasn't fully convinced that Sabaya was, was with him. Um, I went into tribal convinced Caleb was going home. I thought, I thought he was still going to vote Emily, and that Sean, yeah, and Sabaya, and I, especially once I saw Sabaya get the idol, I thought she was going to vote and use her idol to make sure that she stays and Caleb goes. Yeah. That this was probably the most interesting part of the whole episode for me. Yeah, it's because like, it, it comes down to how much does Sabaya trust the work she did with Sean and, and, and Emily? Because if she fully believes it, then in her mind, she shouldn't vote. She should keep her idol because her vote in that case would be completely useless. She'd be wasting an idol. I mean, she'd be assuring her place in the game for another day. But you know, it's that risk reward. But like, I'm the part that I thought was super interesting was like with how the idol is structured. Like she was just planning on keeping it in her pocket, basically. But like with how you have to use it, she had to go read it right on the spot and make a decision. Like where that she was not expecting to have to make. I, I love that because she played it so terribly. Yeah. Because because Jeff because Jeff goes, Oh, what do you, what do you got there? He goes, I'll look at a little scroll. I'll look at it later. And I'm just like, What? Mm-hmm. It's a mystery scroll with your idol. R- read it. I mean, I, she must have been assuming she's gonna say, Congrats, you found an immunity idol. It's keep you safe through the final five. It's probably what she thought I was gonna say. But especially if you've been watching it in the 40s. 
and you're at tribal council, you got to read that. You, you, there's, there's no excuse. Yep. Not good. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled because my winner pick, one of my favorite players, is still around. But from a, from a tactical standpoint, I, I could not believe. I even do you, do you notice Jeff's face too? No, I didn't. They, 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 they gave a quick, a quick cut. Can't remember what he said, but it was something like, "Do you want to look at that, or what do you have there?" She goes, "I'll look at it later." And they, and it was like a subtle look where he was like, "Interesting. I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but this is your game. I'm not going to say anything." He just seemed like confused and like taken aback by it. Is what is what I t- is what I saw from it, which yeah, was great. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so Sabaya is up there. Of course, they don't say if she, they don't show her decision, and it's one vote, one vote Caleb, one vote Sabaya. And I was convinced Caleb was going home still. And then for some reason, right before Jeff read that last vote, I just thought Caleb was going to stay. I don't know what it was. I was like, it just feels like Sabaya's gone. And then she was. And I was yeah. so thrilled. Not against yeah. Sabaya, but for Caleb. Yeah. That was, um, I guess, like, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but like, if you are Sabaya and your option yeah i guess if you think you have the votes then regardless you're just not gonna play that idol even if you know like like this might be the best time to use it like see the thing is i don't know how much so so she so she knew sean was voting caleb yeah she probably assumes caleb is voting emily yeah yeah, that's and then it, yeah. No, I mean you said it earlier. Like if you think you have the votes, then you're not gonna But I don't know that she should I mean, again, results notwithstanding, process. I don't know that she should have trusted Emily that much. Yeah, probably not. In unless she unless she took it took into account and th- thinking, you know, there's a seventy five percent chance Emily's with me. I'll take those odds and I'll live with it. Maybe that's the case. But that's, I mean, I don't envy her because that's a very tough spot to be in. Like you said, it's on the spot. We've seen people agonize at the voting booth for a long time. I don't know how much time they give them. If someone can just go up there and stand there indefinitely or perhaps eventually like, okay, you got five minutes, make do something. Um, But I think it's very tough to make the call to trust Emily fully in that situation. Yep. Uh, well, fortunately for us, it it all kind of happened best case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Emily's yeah. still there. Emily's still there. My winner pick is still there. Who was your winner pick? Uh, Katura. Katura. Okay. She's still there. Yep. Just going going strong, running on, on hatred. I like it. Running on hatred. That's that would be my fantasy team name. <laughs> I like that. I like it a lot. So it looks like a regular swap is coming next week. Which I'm thrilled about. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a breath of fresh old air. 
Yes. It that that basically should be standard practice in a survivor season, especially with with three tribes. Even with two, you just, it just it should just be standard. The the occasional ones like heroes versus villains where there's no swap, that should be the exception. Yeah. Yeah, and it has to be set up right in order to pull that off. Yeah, like like <laughs> heroes versus villains. Yep. Like multiple like 15 of the biggest characters ever. Yep. For sure. What what do you believe the chances are that it is just a regular straightforward swap though? They just draw buffs and that's it. I mean, there are fifteen oh, people left, so the, so I'm guessing there's gonna be one person left out who do, who does something, which they've done before. Who cares? But do you think it's gonna be or unless they do three times of five? Yeah, that's that's it. That's what's happening. No yeah. one is safe. We got to keep the tribe small. Because if they did two, if they did seven seven one, then that's bigger than the starting tribe numbers, which I don't think they would do. But I'd actually prefer that. I would love it. I would. Yeah. There's nothing that would make me happier. It'd be so unexpected, I and mean, we haven't seen a two tribes in so long. I love big tribes. There's so much more that you can do on big tribes with just votes alone. Is that influenced by Aussie Survivor, Jared? Those massive Not particularly. Tribes. I mean, it's it's just there's there's way more possibilities when there's more people voting. So yeah, I I wish they would do that. I'm ninety-eight percent certain it'll be five five five. But like you said, at this point in the season, nothing would excite me more than going to going to seven seven and then the one person to exile or whatever they would do. There's even and and when you say five five five, I mean there's even like a traditional way that you can do this, right? Like it's not, it's not necessarily like like splitting into two tribes that are brand new, but like you can still draw buffs and just do three tribes. Like that would, I feel like that would meet our criteria of traditional tribe swap. No. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I feel very certain that that's what they're doing. I would just much rather prefer it doing two tribes and have one person do whatever and then stick with two for a little bit for the merge rather than going three again. But we'll see. But I, I'm very confident it'll be three tribes. Maybe the one person bets on a tribe to win the challenge. And then when they do, they can turn back time and then they can join the tribe that lost the challenge but stay because they're not going to tribal. I was with you until you said turn back time. Because <laughs> I was thinking that either they do exile or they or they pick a tribe and then if that tribe wins, then they're safe. If that tribe loses, they go to tribal, vulnerable, something like that. But that'd be too much fun. Hey, if they're bringing back the bringing back the tribe swap, maybe maybe the maybe they got some other fun tr- tricks up the sleeve. Jared, you never know. Yep, could be, could be. Can't rule it out. But you kind of can rule it out. You can, definitely can. But nevertheless, another fun episode. I'm really enjoying the season. I'm liking where it's going. 
I just it hasn't done a lot to prove that it can hold up without the focus of the absolute mess that was Lulu. Like an absolute disaster in a very fun way. Like I loved it. But hopefully now some some real strategy can can start flowing and some new alliances and relationships can start getting in the mix. Um, but I've got high hopes. And I'm not just saying that because, oh, it's better than last season. So I'm hopeful, hopeful for it. I just think it's it's good. And there's legitimate reason to be optimistic for the rest of the season. I think that's fair. Yeah, we'll know a lot more after next week. Yes, yes. I think next week will will be very key with new new partnerships, new combinations of, of people and players. Should start kind of formulating who's going to be the big, either big players or big characters, and who's going to kind of get left in the background for the most part. Like, of course, you know, there's still going to be what eleven episodes left, I think, including ne- next week. So nothing set in stone, but. I would think through four episodes, if you're going to have a presence on the season at some point, you've got to have a presence at some point through the first four. Yes. Would be my thought. Looking at you, Jay. Nothing against you, but if, you, if you've if you got to show anything, now it's time to do it. Uh, Yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll say yes, but it might be too late already. Is she the only one who's really getting? Uh, kind of like we saw Kelly a little bit last week, I think. Um, so that was that would maybe be. But she got a little bit this week. She had a good confessional about you know she had that moment with her with her and Brando. Yeah, yeah, Sean. I forgot about Brando. Yeah. Yeah, Brando, um, Sean, surprisingly, for being on Lulu, not a lot, but it also could be there was Hannah and Brandon and Emily and then Sabai and Caleb together as like the 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 drivers of the tribe. I can see why he would get pushed to the background in in a specific setting because of who else was on the tribe. But kind of like with Jay, like now is the time to make your presence known if it's going to be known, I would say. Yep. yep. But yeah, so Brando is kind of on the border. Sean and then then Jay. Jay Maya are the the three that I'm going to be looking for next week to do something. Get a Get a fun confessional, get a confessional, do something survivory. Yep. All right. Well, any any last last notes? Because I think that'll do us otherwise. No, that's that's probably it. Um, not super related. Well, not related to this season, but uh, I am at the merge in season two of Australian Survivor. So maybe an episode will be coming up where we discuss that. We'll have to talk about that Um, because you're out of town next weekend. That could be my time to catch up. If you can hold off for a few days and watch any, we'll talk, but yes, we will. um, We should, we'll have, we'll have a merge 
Aussie season two, 2017, up to the merge episode and catch up coming out eventually. Um, that was you always want to tease people for something you're not sure is going to happen. It, this one will happen because the season has started. We're in it. It'll happen. Um, just a matter of when. But yes, we'll discuss that ourselves later. But yes, that, that'll come. And then next we've got the swap. And hopefully the season will just keep rolling right along. And we'll be here every step of the way, every week of the season. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Llama Talk Pod and at Talking Llama Pod. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen. For Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambidge. And we'll see you next time for another Scoop of the Crispy.